Down the champions. Regular game. Just like that? Regular game. On to the next. Disrespect that shit, then give it back. Pull up, try and air their asses out. We'll need some fix a flat. You ain't up in that, your door that package drop. They send it back. Chase it, check. This ain't safe to rep, cause we've been faced with death. Killers hunt them down, we run the town, they go and take his breath. If they block, we spin it till it's not. That's just the way we step. Died with his vest and hit his neck. That's just the waste of vest. Gang, know it's gang. I won't switch for nothing. Hit the button. If you ain't no driller, you can stick And welcome back. To another installment sway reporting live i got a very esteemed guest but welcome back we are continuing our sway reporting live one-on-one series thank you for tuning in with the first one with my man vano shout out to him but for the people that you know are in the street basketball scene nyc scene and you know they just love some of the basketball we got an esteemed guest i'm gonna let him <laughs> introduce himself he got him he got a little something on the chest i'm gonna just let him go ahead um, my name is jay will mm-hmm also known as For the Kill, Brooklyn born, and I'm here today to let y'all know who I am and give y'all a little bit of diamonds. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some diamonds. We're going to get to those diamonds, actually. I wanted to ask you that. But starting off, like you just said, from Brooklyn, born and raised, correct? Mm-hmm. So I want to just talk about the scene of you growing up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in a little different age than you. We are about... Probably, I think, seven. Uh, I'm 23, so you're probably mm-hmm. around seven, eight years older Apart. than me. Yeah, yeah, so just talk to me. What was your upbringing like in Brooklyn? What were, what were, what was Jay Will doing? What age? Let's say, <laughs> let's say 10 and up. All right, so 10 and up. Facts. Jay Will was probably outside playing manhunt. <laughs> you really see that now, but these are the type of things we used to do mm-hmm. growing up playing manhunt. Um, what else? We used to play in the parks all day from morning to night. I'll be in the park or around basketball. If we're not playing basketball, we're doing something that's involving you being athletic, whether it's playing suicide. That was a game where you throw yeah, the handball yeah, off facts. the court, yeah. catch you got to be quick. So um, I was always wrapped around things that involve energy, and that's how I am today. That makes sense. You're definitely mm-hmm. a high-energy guy on the court. That's at least how I know you. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to get to know you in a different light right now. Okay. So you went to high school, I believe. I did my research. I believe mm-hmm. Pacific High School. I actually went to Boys and Girls Boys High School. Boys and Girls High School. Wow. Facts. I went to Boys and Girls High School my freshman year. And, you know, by your sophomore year, you start becoming more familiar with yeah, everybody. Yeah, and I had my man, Jojo. Also known as Swizzy. Swizzy, yeah, for facts. We was together and we was just not focused. We was missing school, cutting class, mm-hmm. you know, messing around with girls, mm-hmm. doing things to get money, <laughs> things of that nature, and we just lost focus. Mm-hmm. And then I had to, um, they actually kicked me out of Boys and Girls. Okay. I had to go to Alternative High School, which was Pacific. Mm-hmm. 
and that's when I got it together. Um, it gave me another shot to play ball, so I was took it serious. So, so Pacific High School, right? So you just said it gives you, it gave you a little bit more of an opportunity to play basketball. I want to start where, where did the basketball, when did you said Pacific was taking it serious, but when did it click to you that okay, I might be able to do something with this ability that I have? Um, what made me snap and say, you know what, I'm taking basketball serious was a situation that probably happened when I was a kid with me and my friends and it didn't turn out well and they had went to jail for, you know, some things that took place. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just gave me a wake up call to like, nah, you play ball, you ain't even trying to go that route. Lock in. Mm-hmm. So basketball was always my thing, but once I seen my friends being taken away, it kind of woke me up like, nah, I'm not trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Let me just stink it, stay in this lane. And ever since I stayed in that lane, I prospered. How much, How much? I'm going to take a little quick different detour with the conversation. Um, shout out my guy, Monty's World. He does his podcast, and he likes to ask a question about black brothers, right? Mm-hmm. And you just described an instance, which I believe is entails with all black brothers, and mm-hmm. you losing one. What does it, like, what does it take for us? Because usually that's the story with some guys mm-hmm. where, so they go through something so like traumatic with themselves or a man's and that, that's when they ice up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why does it take that? Is that, and can you can you answer, why is it always such a traumatic experience? I feel like we always get advice from people. Mm-hmm. We hear them, but we don't listen to them. <laughs> so you gotta experience certain things to get that real lesson. Even though you may be telling me about the lesson, I gotta learn it a different way. So these situations occur for you to learn that this is either something you're not supposed to do or this is something you're supposed to do. Even if somebody told you before, you just gotta go through it. So my parents would always tell me not to hang around certain guys and you know, I would listen. I would hear them, but I wouldn't listen. And then when something happened, it's like, damn. I had to go through that to really understand what my parents was talking about. Mm-hmm. So um, right now I would say, again, it's going to be hard to break that cycle because we hear people, but it's not a bad thing to go through it and learn it your own way. Experience is a powerful thing. That's everything right there. So let's tailor your experience in basketball. Now we go from Pacific High School to Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. That was a grind. Talk to me. What what <laughs> mode you was in? You just said grind. What mode? That was a like, different grind. Certain guys don't. Certain guys gotta do a lot to go D one. So I talk did to a me. lot. I did almost probably everything. After high school, all my friends was going high major D one. Scholarship? Did you get that scholarship with them, or what was? Um, I took a different route. My okay, friends was going me, yeah. straight out of high school. Mm-hmm. Some was going out of prep, and like I said, they was going high major. So I felt like I had a bar to reach, mm-hmm. and. That was my fuel. After after alternative high school, I did a post grad year in prep that people don't even know about in North Carolina. Mm. After that, then I went JUCO, played two years at a JUCO, did my thing, went to Lakeland College, Cross Midwest Cornfields. The only thing I see, <laughs> I ain't come home for two summers because I was just locked in on like now nah, I gotta go D one. Like all my bros is D one. How I'm not going to go D1. Yeah, that's the competitive nature as brothers we got. Like, how I'm not going to go D1. Mm-hmm. So then 
the grind of work, staying in the staying home for those two summers, my freshman and sophomore year, really showed me that anything I put my mind to, I could do. Mm-hmm. Building them habits, staying in the gym, them habits stay with me to this day. Like I cannot stay out of a gym because <laughs> I've been locked in the gym all my life, so it stuck with me. Um, and I went to this All American camp, top one hundred. Did my uh-huh. thing there, finished like the number six guard in the nation. Okay. Office started coming in. Texas Tech was the first one to offer on the spot. On the spot? On the spot. Like in there, like after you just bowled out? Uh, after uh, I bowled out, offer, come visit next week. Ooh. Took the visit. Mm-hmm. It was nothing but love. And I was just at a time like, if you rock with me, you rock with me. I don't, I'm not going to wait around to the end of the season. The sun. Ain't no playing around with it. Ain't no five. playing around with it. It's high major D1, Big 12. <laughs> so I jumped on There's it. There's no TV games. Don't mess around. <laughs> so I jumped on it, and it was a learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 go into college, right? So we all have we all have hoop dreams. I believe your hoop dreams was set, was was certified. Mm-hmm. So so talk to me. What, what did college do for you first as a basketball player? We're going to get to your dreams later, but college. College. Your, the way you play basketball before college, and then what college changed you? Because you know you're at the top competition now. So what who, was the what? who I played? Who I was in college mm-hmm. is not who I am now on the court. Okay, college and street are two different things. But I want to yeah. So college, I would say I was more of like a system player. Like I wasn't myself, and that's something that haunts me to this day. Because like I told the youth before, when you find in the school, don't go to the school. Cause it's lit. Go to that school that got the best situation for you. So me, I was just caught up in like I said, all my friends going D one. I just wanted to go to the high majors D one just so I could, you know, be like my friends or be amongst them. Mm-hmm. So I got comfortable once I reached that goal. I ain't my dream really wasn't NBA. Of course, we all want to play in the NBA, but I just wanted to go high major like my friends. That was mm-hmm. my thing. So once I got there, I got comfortable, and it was like, now I ain't comfortable. Like, I wish I never was that comfortable. I wish I was kept this dog that I got in me now. I wish I had that energy in college. But like I said, I had to go through it and, and learn, and I learned so much from that. So so college, right? So you you did what you did in Texas Tech, system player, you would call it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go over your post. Right, so mm-hmm. we have different cats that you play with now in the street game that went the overseas route. Mm-hmm. Was that ever a thought for you? I actually went overseas for about a year. Okay, I went to um, I played in Girona, Spain. Spain. Not a real popular league. Um, one of the low leagues. Went over there and destroyed it. it was just uh, honestly too easy. But it was I didn't get a good look from it because I was playing in a league that was under my competition. Uh-huh. So out there, they look at that differently. Like, why are you here? Like, what are you doing in this league? You belong somewhere else. Uh-huh. Like, I was picking on guys out there. So okay. I really didn't get no offers back going overseas. Even with you I just... never had the politics. Like I said, I oh, was comfortable okay. in the, college. The, the basketball politics, I see. I was comfortable in college. I didn't really do what I was supposed to do. So when I finished, mm-hmm. I finished with a degree. No agent. I had to get it my own way. So I ran into someone on Facebook. They sent me over there. I did like eight months, chump change. It was an experience. Now I came back and was just like, 
I wasn't motivated to go back over because I wasn't getting no offers. Then when agents did ask about your college career, I couldn't really present that, that to them. Okay. So, you know, I just jumped in a different bag. Okay, so in that bag is, I believe, streetball. Streetball. So let's first and foremost introduce the audience to New York City street basketball. Different. Describe, describe that for me. Just New York City, because <laughs> I know you've gone other places, but Yo, New describe York that, City that is different. It's a cage full of pit bulls. You got to be a dog out there day in, day out. If you want to be one of the top ones, you got to go against the top dogs and perform every time. Um, NYC basketball right now for Unlimited, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of competition, but we all know like it's two, three, four top teams out there with the top dogs, and mm-hmm. got to compete. Gersh, so. Gersh Park, one of one of the parks where it really goes down, is something that I call the Hood Barclays Center. That's mm-hmm. my NBA right there. All these tournaments around out here is my NBA. So. I don't never consider myself a pro hooper. You'll never see that in my bio overseas. That'll never be me. Those guys is my targets. <laughs> <laughs> Any one of them come back home and not being humble, that's come when see me. come see me. I'm checking in. So how did you how did you get into that scene? Because of some people, you know, they they got they got friends that play in the street ball. Mm-hmm. Or you probably see it around on the, on. I don't know if it was the internet. For, well, yeah, you probably seen it on the internet or whatever, but how did you get into street basketball scene? I got in the street basketball scene. Um, my boy JoJo brought me to a Dykeman game probably when I was 16. Started playing Unlimited, but I really got into this for the kill bag when I would see dudes that went overseas and came home in these <laughs> tournaments. I would see that they being mentioned, they getting this type of love. Mm-hmm. and. I felt like I'm just as nice as them, if not better. Yeah. I bet y'all not jacking me now. I say no more. Now I'm going to just turn up everybody's on the menu. And that's how I just became who I am. And that's how I got my nose. Shout out JoJo for bringing, for bringing a different yeah. piece out here. So, yeah, so let's, let's, let's go deeper into the street basketball, right? So you have Dykeman. You got Zone 6. You got Gersh Park. Zone 6. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Zone 6. I see y'all on the gram. I haven't been there before. I might have to, Yo, might have to see what that look like. But different. Yo, talk, talk, talk to me about Zone 6. Be, be there be there advertising man right now. Yo, I have Zone not, 6 is different. I, I'm not even going to lie. I know That's my boy probably, uh, Lens Assembly over there too. Or, the energy in Zone 6 is real genuine. Pure. You're going to get basketball in its purest form in Zone 6. The hecklers, the crowd. The game, the trash talking, even Ross Slime on the mic, he mm-hmm. gonna give it to you straight up. So, um, it's real gritty. Gritty. It's now it's coming to the, the point style, where right? you gotta check in. Yeah, you gotta yeah, go to zone six. If okay. you hooping if you say you were hooping you outside, you gotta check yeah, in at zone, zone six. Say that. Say that. So let's go let's go a bit deeper. Um Broken Stompers. That's BG the team you rep. Always facts. Um, to the death of me. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> talk about talk about how you got into being part of the BK Stompers. Um, I became a BK Stomper probably when I was like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. What year was um, this? Probably my junior year, high school year. I ran into Coach Rollins. Mm-hmm. 
and he um it was a tournament playing against him. I ran wild. We linked up from then, and then we just he just always believed in me. That's one person I could say that always believed in me. Told people ahead of time like, yo, this is my son is gonna be next. Like I all them other guys y'all saying yeah they went there they did that, but my son he he's it. Mm-hmm. Always push me every day. Support system. till this day, years straight, and then. I grew with my son. We grew through losses, and we won a lot, a lot together. And now we starting to win more. So I'm a stomper forever. You ain't gonna never see me in another jersey. Another, that's the only jersey. If you the stomper's in that tournament, you, that's the jersey you got yeah, on. That's the jersey I got on. Okay, so let's talk about a stomper that uh, sadly we lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Preston. Mm-hmm. I was I didn't get to know the man that was Ryan Preston. I knew he was overseas at the time, but mm-hmm. um, just describe the connection you guys had and. I don't want to get too personal with you if you nah, don't want it's to. Cool. But, but um, just talk about talk about that for me. Ron's put my coach Ron's put Ryan and my boy Lightfoot, two younger guys on the team around me. Probably want to say three years now. I've been playing with Ryan for like three years. Lightfoot probably about four or five. And I watched them grow up, like learn the game. I watched my boy have good nights, bad nights. On and off the court, the Stompers had a family. Um, my boy wanted to rap. I don't know if a lot of people know that, but. I didn't, I definitely didn't. <laughs> my boy wanted to rap. Yo, he would send us songs. Yo, Jay Wilwin, can I get in the studio? That was something he really wanted to do. So Carl Rods, he thought he was slick. He'll play a little popular song that we all know. Mm-hmm. Then he'll slide his little song in there <laughs> so let everybody hear what he got to say. Everybody still listening, go back to a regular song. Mm-hmm. And if he put on some kitty, we're going to be like, Ryan, nah, come on, my boy. Like that up. <laughs> yeah, like, that one time with Swizzy, <laughs> we, we all driving to the game. My son Swizzy was like, we can't listen to this before the game, yeah, Papa. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so it was little things like that, but um, we was tight. That was my boy. I love him to death. Um, right now, since his passing, we just took basketball to another notch. Um, every game is for Ryan. I don't plan on losing. Mm-hmm. My boy number was number five. So right now my goal is to win the next five tournaments that I'm in. No matter the tournament. No matter so what st- tournament it so is. So is that is that counting? So we're we talking summer tournaments. That's what we're talking. I'm talking, talking about since his passing. Oh, okay. Winter and on. Okay. Winter and on. So right now I'm at LES. All right. We're in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. And then Crunch Time is a yeah, tournament that just there. started. Yeah. We 2-0. So as you can see, we on a different we're type of time right now. So what I want to talk to you about now is uh, – one of the more iconic moments that I've had with you since mm-hmm. meeting you in the Gersh Park scene was those stretch of games going into the playoffs. Uh, you call it just on a kill. Oh yeah. I so was on a and rage. and <laughs> one of the interviews that you that one of the I interviewed you twice, but this interview was it hit different. Mm-hmm. I believe uh, if I'm correct, you you said this against the BSC game or against uh, the Cross of Avengers game, but what you said was. The game is 90% mental, 10% physical. Where did that come from? And I know you live, that is something you definitely live by. So how does that impact your life and where did it come from? Um, Being, the game is 90% mental and 10% physical is something I try to tell 
a lot of players coming up, mm-hmm. even players my age, because no, no matter how much strength you have, I can outsmart you. So that's something I preach. And when I go into these games, I play the mental games. As you should. I talk trash. I'm going to tweak you. I'm going to match your energy. I'm the one to scream. I do all the things that are mentally getting your head. Because you're not like that. Or I can tell that you're not like so that. So if you're not mentally strong, you out of there. I got you. It's over. So that's something that's that's one of my strengths right there mm-hmm. is playing the mental game. Because I'm 90% mental and 10% physical. physical. Okay, okay. So let's transition to the kids. I see you working with uh, teaching some kids. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, skill training, basketball, mm-hmm. all that. Um, that's that's tough, man. Giving back oh, to the no, youth. This is a new world right here like, that I'm entering. This is definitely a new like, world. I'm coming. <laughs> I've been, I'm just now getting my feet wet. Like I'm teaching them things that has been taught to me. I'm mm-hmm. actually, I'm actually under my bro Mike. He's actually a trainer. And he's been training me, and pardon me. I'm still learning. I'm still a student of the game. So I bring them along with me. I may go through the workout with them. Mm-hmm. So it's just something different. Some of these workouts these kids going through, they don't, they, I don't know. I just haven't seen some of them with a player like me, Facts. and actually go through a workout. And I haven't seen nobody kick game like how I'm a kick game to them because we all got our, we all deliver a different way. I feel like I got a real testimony. My story is real from high school to now. If you want real, I'm gonna give it to you real, and I'm the blueprint. Like you can either listen to me. Or you could go through the experience. I'm going to still give you the diamonds. Either way, you're going to have to figure it out. So these diamonds, I see on Instagram that uh, mm-hmm. you post gems of the day, diamonds of the day, mm-hmm. where you speak some 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 real pain. Mm-hmm. Um, some people just look over those. Yeah, right. <laughs> and some people, I take those serious. And some, and some people it. look at those like, okay. No, I get a lot of feedback. A lot of people say, yo, I need it. I appreciate it. And it's something I just wanted to try, like, I wanted to discipline myself. I just told myself, I want to do one thing all year. What could it be? And it's tough doing something all year, every day. So my challenge was last New Year's, I started in January doing the Diamonds of the Day. I'm about to make a full year of doing something I said I was going to do every single day. So that right there just showed me once I tell myself I could do it, I could really do it. You had to really discipline yourself and want to do it. So it's nights where I can't go to sleep because I'm thinking about <laughs> what I'm going to tell these people out here something positive. Like, what am I saying next? It's not It's not easy, yo. It's really That's not fact, easy. Yeah, easy at all. Yo, but it's, I did it. I'm still doing it. I'm going to continue doing it. So, just because I just want to give off positive energy. Like, yeah. all that energy you give off, you're going to get back. So, nah, you're, you, you starting to, yeah. The, the whole giving back, I'm loving it. Um, the for the kill on your on your on your chest right now. Mm-hmm. So, give us more where that came from. I know you spoke about it a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but talk to me about how the name th- the name came and now the fashion. The name fashion, I got it tatted on me. That's who I am for life. Um, for the kill, I gotta thank my man Circus. It was a All Star game in Gersh Park, tie ball game. Probably like six seconds left. We had called the timeout. Coach Fridge from ADC said, we're going to J. Will for the kill. Hit the three. 
and that's what really happened. I really came <laughs> out and hit the three off the backboard, and it was like, damn. Damn, that shit dropped. And he was like, for the kill. So I'm like, J. Will, for the kill. Nah, I got to do that for the kill. And then from once I got for the kill and ran with it, I started doing one-on-ones. So then I just put for the kill, one-on-one. Had people starting to play one-on-one, and that just got the community tapped in differently. That's when for the kill really started moving around. Mm-hmm. And then how did it get back to the fashion? You just, once once the name got there, you decided, you know what, I'm gonna put Let it on. Let me throw this on a hoodie, see how it look. I actually paid somebody 250 for the logo. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> dang, that's fire. He turned me into a logo, put oh, yeah, me on kill. Well, mm-hmm. That was crazy to me. So I'm like, let me put that on a hoodie. Took a picture in it, threw it on the gram, seen the little fire responses. I'm like, oh, nah, Swizzy. Jacking the hoodies, bro. Like we gotta make <laughs> yes, hoodies. Like, nah, he <laughs> like, come on. Me and Swizzy was doing it, getting it. How we get the hoodies? We would go get the hoodies, remake them, take them to the ox. Yo, ox, can you print this on there? Fold it up, put it on the grim, and we was hand to hand with it. It became so we had to stop because the demand became too much. Like we was going to buy ten hoodies, cook them up, making it seem like we got a hundred hoodies but once people started telling me like damn it was just too much so we put a pause on it but it's a new year i'm starting to water every plant every seed i put out there i'm watering it before the new year so some more out of everything 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 so now um i want to go back to street basketball but in the sense that uh i know you've played in a lot of tournaments Mm -hmm. uh and i want you to be unbiased as possible Mm -hmm. which one is your favorite tournament and what makes it different than the rest? Competition Yo. or politics, whatever it is. <sighs> Yo, if anything was to separate the tournaments right now, it would be the energy around them. So, I'm, I'm a, I love the hood. Like, I love the grittiness. And it's like, in the, are we going to do Burroughs, the tournament, my favorite tournament in Burroughs, or all of them? In New York City, because <laughs> that's tough. I got like that's tough. If you want to go, if you want to go, Burroughs, sure, yeah. Burroughs, like I that, said, I love the hood. Yeah. Next summer, if next summer I will be in Zone Six, heavy, heavy, just cause the energy there is different. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Gersh to death. That's the Barclays Center, but it's nothing like hood basketball to me I love the trenches I love the different type of trash talking you gonna get you a ref not gonna call a tech about you trash talking in zone six if you trash talking in girls you girl you may get a tech so you see how it's a little nah, yeah, different yeah so right now my favorite tournament in Brooklyn would be zone six I would say Shout out it, zone six. Nah, zone six is different. I'm telling you, because <laughs> nah, nah, I watched it come from the bottom. I got a chip in there, but I still got things to do in Gersh. Like before, I stopped playing street basketball. Gersh Park, I have to get a championship in there. That's one of my goals, and it forever been my goal. But outside of Brooklyn, you know, Dykeman is a zoo. It's different. That's another there. place I gotta go. I haven't been there even. What? Other you ain't go to Dykeman yet? Oh man, I've so been like, are. yeah, yeah. I haven't nah, been to Dykeman. You gotta get out there. <laughs> <different. laughs> 
I see the stars and the lights be right over there too. Yeah, that's like the red carpet right there. Like you're gonna see the stars pull up in there, grab you an empanada, watch some <laughs> basketball. There's vibes out there. Facts, facts, facts. So um I wanna get into uh you as a person. Why when people watch this, mm-hmm. right? They know you for street basketball because I only know you for street basketball, but now I learned some things about you, mm-hmm. right? What is one thing that people should know about J. Will if they didn't know? Um, one thing people should know um, about J. Will is um, I would say I'm always motivated. Even though um, I don't, I don't show a lot. I only allow people to see what I want them to see. Mm-hmm. You saw, we all go through things, and I'm a person that, no matter what I'm going through, I'm gonna stay motivated, and I'm not even gonna let y'all know that I'm going through that. Y'all just gonna see strength and positivity, positivity, and that's gonna rub off. It's either gonna rub you the wrong way or. It'll motivate you. And all I give off is positive energy. I try to promote that as much as possible because I feel like love conquers all, no matter what situation. And if it was one thing you should know about me is I'm motivated no matter what. No matter what. No matter what. So I want to freelance these last two questions that I have for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favorite matchup in street ball? Like if there's one one person or a, a team, let's call it a team, so that you just <laughs> love playing against. Sean Bell. <laughs> Rod, Coach Rod, that Sean Bell program, I love them. I love that they winners. I That's why I compete the way I do because they don't. They them guys, and mm-hmm. I feel like we them guys. So if it's any game I can, you could count on getting the best out of me is against Sean Bell. A specific player that I love playing against is like, I know it's going to be a long night, Gino. Tough boy, it's a tough matchup. That's one, probably one of my toughest matchups I ever had with Gino. That's a veteran right there. That's a vet right there. Different. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't see him get some shots. I'm like, damn. Nah, that's that's one person. Like I really feel like, you know, next time I see him, I gotta go at him. I can't let him kill because Gino is nice. He's like you say, he's a vet, a real vet. Okay. All right. So, one thing, what advice you want to give to any baller? Any person going through the grind, um, what's that one message you got for them? Anybody that's going through the grind in just in high school, public school, middle school, guys who in college, stay in the gym no matter what. Like, stay in the gym and keep working. Really fall in love with feeling pain because – it's a lot of progress after pain every time. And if it don't kill you, it's really going to make you stronger. So once you wrap your mind around knowing that pain is only temporary, you're going to prosper. You can go through anything, but you just got to have that work ethic. So just stay in the gym. Stay out of trouble, man. It's nasty out here. Stay safe. Stay with your family. Give off positive energy. What you give off, you gonna get back no matter what. I don't think people really understand that too. Sometimes. That's real. Like the energy you give off, even if somebody come at you in a negative way, 
you still got a choice to either respond negatively or not respond, which is fine, or just say something positive, and it's going to break that whole awkward air. So that's me. That's my that's my message. Spread love. Stay in the gym. Stay with your family. Stay motivated. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, And this is where I, I have the guest. If you want to ask me any questions, something mm-hmm. you wanted to know, this is your chance to uh, ask that question on camera, respectfully. One thing I want to know is, are you going to continue to tap in, <laughs> no, no, seriously, into the culture where they get the real and the raw because there's kids out there that's on these social medias now mm-hmm. and they not getting the right messages from the right people. So we need more you know, platforms like yourself where people like me could come up here and spread knowledge. So I need you to make that commitment for a year straight. Is this it could be something? This one on one type of setting right here. That's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, this. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I stumbled upon this in on accident. Mm-hmm. The Word. last, the last video we did, me and my son Vano. You probably seen him around in Gersh a couple times, my boy, because mm-hmm. um, he does uh, his clothing bearing projectivities, and he said, "Yo, what do you think about a SRL projectivities one on one? We talk about each other." You ask me questions, I ask you questions, and then we just, mm-hmm. you know. You going to do all sports, or you going to stay around the back of the world? The sports is my main lane, but I'm trying to figure out what's what's uh, more for the people. Because I realize the the street basketball, what I did with that, the people love it. But yeah, that's the fastest they, way to the heart right they there. Not, they're not going to always, mm-hmm. I, that's only summer for me, unless mm-hmm. I get some other winter connections. But in terms of that, I just feel they love me for that. And I'm trying to say, okay, not everybody's into that. Mm-hmm. So, when after I did it, a lot of people when I posted the snippets, a lot of people was like, "Hold on, this is you probably got nah, something this here." This is fire, bro. <laughs> and before I do go, I do want to share this with the with the youth. And just because you don't make it to the NBA doesn't mean you still can't be successful with a basketball, Fact. even or overseas. Like me playing ball and being a street ball player, it helps me connect with other people and branding. Like brand yourself always give off the right look your first impression is your last impression so like i said i allow y'all to see what i want y'all to see my my instagram is basketball so a lot of different brands want to tap in with a person like me who are winner and connected with the youth so they want you to model that's my lane right now basketball has opened up so many different lanes for me i just want the youth to know just because you don't make it to the nba don't think it's still not lit but off of basketball because it's working for me, and I'm here today. Yeah, happy. in terms of consistency, I, that's all. That's what I did. Like recently, this past year, even right, probably a couple months before Gersh, I was really going hard with the podcasting and everything. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, I just once I ran with it, there was a couple of things. I I dubbed the work, sleepless nights, editing, all putting oh, all nah, that stuff. That homework gonna pay you off. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. But the day shift people seem to think things like this happen overnight. If you get my drift, but nah, stay in it, stay in the lab, keep working, keep doing this. I promise you, it's gonna take off. So appreciate you for that. Any more questions before we nah, before we get about it, my boy? I appreciate Sway, you. love, yes, my sir. boy. Jay Wills, reporting live. He came in here. We'll see who the next person is. Just want to thank you again, mm-hmm. and of course, I'll see you definitely when we outside. I'll tap in some more. Yes, sir. So reporting live. Tune in next time. Where my brother Matt come from? We're going at anybody.
So whoever's in front of me, I don't care what the name is, we got a battle. I'm taking the, I'm taking the challenge, and that's just that. My brother gonna support me when he playing. I'm gonna support him. That's just how we rock. That's our mentality. Kill whoever in front of us. Scrolling through my texts while two bitches fucking hit me up and ran. They thought I died, man. Niggas bugging. Went to pay him visits till they fell back. Talking to the homie, he ain't homie. Got a jail jack. Stop they block flow. We drop a hundred where they sell at. If I know you plugged, I might need you. Ain't no sell tax. Had it close. Body sisters tingle. I can feel it when a savage close. Color Brody, Matt Hardy, flipped until his ladder broke. Cable Verde, Barbie, tell me pull up. I go grab the looks. Thirties out in Boston like I'm Tatum. I'm a killer, so shooting the ball is my mentality. Any shot I see, hand down, man. Bad week. She just got a call. Her son was laid up on some back street. Ran through that caution tape like runners at the track meet. They predators. I don't rap about a lot of shit, cause that shit regular. Um, like I said, Gersh Park is the hood Barclay Center. So when we come here, I got a different energy. Back of what he lives through. Hunted on your gang, you feed your wolves, you make them pig proof. Prostration darker than this heart, that's what a big do. I'll be out here, gotta watch my body, watch my friends too. They said they outside, they wasn't present when we slid through. Heard the devil lurking, we outside. How is it that you can get to your spot no matter where it is on the floor? Because I'm mentally tougher than a lot of these guys. That's all it is. I'm mentally tougher than a lot of them. Physical, all that, it, 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 that's nothing. The game is 90% mental, 10% physical. I'm gonna show that every game. We gonna pull up back to back. We don't do no drive-bys. I respect no tattoo tats. They say they gonna kill me when they see me. Nigga laughed at that. I ain't buy this chopper for no pictures. Bitch gonna ride a tat. I pray to God they never catch me slipping. My body different. We trap my mama kitchen if we trip and we'll find them bitches. Youngest do the hammer dance. I've been busy banning bits. How the hell is mama make the scene before the ambulance?